Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I am Promise, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, just thank you for today, and just thank you for coming into our midst and just revealing your Word and will to us so that we can do it. Lord, I also just thank you for making it where every day, every day is a good day in that. There's nothing bad, bad about it. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everybody, to uh, our continued study in Romans. This morning, we are going to reread or re-go over verses 7 through 12. Um, there's still some things that Holy Spirit's put on on our hearts that we want to you know, bring out and discuss so we can all learn and grow in the Lord together. All right? Okay. So can I get a volunteer to read from Romans 7, verses 7 through 12? I will. All right, Layla. What shall we say then is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Mm. Well, amen. So, so let's get to it, shall we? The uh, floor is open for you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. So I know the, the Lord had left some things... Or put it on your heart to share. So, who would like to begin? I will, yes. All right, the Charles. I found verses 11 and 12 interesting where it says, For sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Um, I just found it interesting that here Paul is both putting responsibility on himself and saying that he did have a part to play in him saying he wasn't trying to blame the Lord and saying, Lord, since you created this commandment, I am the one, I am being killed by it, and it's your fault. But Paul is saying that what the Lord did was holy and good, but he was deceived and did not accu- accurately understand what it meant by the law, and thus he fell into it and was deceived. And can also seeing that Paul is also trying to reiterate the fact that everything that the Lord does is good. There's no evil in it. The Lord, what the commandment was not evil. It's what people did to it and try to make it that made it wrong. Not The commandment was not wrong. Everything in there you should keep, um, but you should not strive to try to be perfect and 
you telling the Lord to be quiet because you're trying to follow these 10 things. Mm-hmm. No, he should have free reign in order to move you as he pleases. You should not try to put him in a box. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some very big and heavy points there, sir. Um, it actually goes to something you had said in one of the previous episodes about um, when you're talking about during Paul's time, right? And you said there, we're talking about prophets and the amount of prophets, right? And you even said that about the words given and spoken through the prophets, right? How they, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how you phrased it. Um, they weren't held up in exactly what the law said, but allowed the Lord to speak to them and went with how the Lord was moving them? Yes, well, exactly. And in that, we cannot put the Lord in a box and say, well, he already said it, and that's it for all time, right? Yes. We are all working on our own soul salvation. Yes, there are things that are common to man, right, that are that everyone experiences, but then the Lord also has a unique and in, in individual plan for you. They weren't all Moses. They weren't all Abrahams. They weren't all Isaacs. They weren't all Jacobs, right? They weren't all Adam. Right? Yes. They had very unique roles and plans and purposes for their lives. Same with all the rest of the prophets. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, or I mean, all of them. Zechariah, Nahum, Hosea. There were some very similar characteristics and and traits, right? And in those, yes. what do you see? The nature and character and attributes of Christ. Yes? Yes. And you also see, because they were human, where they they fell short in some areas, but they all allowed the Lord to speak through them. His word is continuous. Right? Yes. But also, I love how you brought up, you said 11 and 12, right? Yes. In 12, there's this very, and, and you, you briefly covered it, right? It says, therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. What did the Lord say after everything he created? It, it was good. good. It was good. It was suitable for its purpose, right? Yes. What does Isaiah say in fifty-five eleven? The word of the Lord goes forth. And it accomplishes all he purposes, right? Yes, it does not yes. come back, it does not return void, but accomplishes all he purposes, right? Second Timothy 3.16 says something very similar. All scripture is God-breathed. Some might say inspired, right? Um, God-inspired and is useful for instruction, for conviction, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so the man of God may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. Right? Yes. But just as we brought up these other men of God, prophets, right? Let's also, Paul brings up this this point here, right? Sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it it killed me. Right? Yes. Okay. The Lord said what he said on how we should approach him. Right? 
Yes. And the things that are required, how to access or re-enter the heavenly community, yes? Yes. yes. Okay. But let's go all the way back to the Tower of Babel, and what did they do? Try to find their own method to get to heaven. Okay. And, and you brought this up, or alluded to it, with what you said about people took the law and, in effect, tried to twist it or manipulate it, tried to get there without God, doing things out of the flesh. It doesn't work anywhere in Scripture, trying to do things our own way. Right? Yes. But through his word, he he tells us those things, those secret things, right? Deuteronomy 29, 29, right? The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and our children forever so that we may follow all the words of this law. And what's the law? It's everything the Lord is commanding you. Written and spoken. And yes, he speaks today. He sure does. He's not stopped. He's not stopped speaking. How can he how can he never leave us or forsake us? But then never speak to us. If we're together, we're going to speak. Yes? Yes. That's for a human, natural, carnal relationship, if you will, right? If we hang yes. out for the day, we're going to be talking quite frequently. Throughout the day, yes. About a variety yes. of different topics and things. How much more our Heavenly Father, through His Holy Spirit, how do you think He teaches us and instructs us? He desires that deep, personal, and intimate relationship with Him. How would, the, how would our relationship be if, well, we never spoke to each other? Be non-existent. All but non-existent, right? Yes. And we'd just be occupying a place or a space together. It's not really a relationship. We would never know or understand the deeper things about each other and what we're going through and experiencing in our lives. There would be a lack of trust developed. Argue, there's no trust. Or there would be conversation. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. Same with our Heavenly Father. Same thing. And back to the point. We can't do anything without Him. We can't try to find our own way. We can't try to twist or manipulate or create a counterfeit. Or, and by twisting and manipulating, thus, trying, thus creating a counterfeit way to achieve the same purpose. It all comes down to a lack of faith or a lack of trust in the Lord, right? Yes. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And without faith, it's impossible to access His grace, which He poured out on us as a result of His love for us. Everybody understand that? Yes. Because there's a lot in there. Um, I just wanted to bring out what you said more fully there, sir. But but there was yes, there was a lot and it was good. So thank you. Anyone else? Oh yes. Well please, Layla, share with us. Um last time when we gathered Dad, you had mentioned that um following the Lord for some people may seem hard, like being obedient to him. And so, um as I was listening to Bubby sharing, I 
want to pose a question to those that are gathered here and our listeners which is easier to take a path through an overgrown forest or to cross a busy street and you can answer now if you if you want to but which which is easier can you give more context you're trying to get somewhere pick a place walmart or you just want to walk get somewhere is it easier to take the path with an overgrown forest where there's no cars there's no motorcycles no bicycle people or would it be easier to cross a busy street I've seen streets where it's almost impossible to cross and and, and (laughs) overgrown areas that really weren't that bad. But if it's overgrown with thorns and briars. Yes, like that kind of overgrown. Like all the stuff y'all cleaned out of my backyard. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's that's a more more difficult and more painful. But I I think I see where you're going with this. One almost guarantees result in death. Mm -hmm. And the other, while you may stumble, all right, and get tripped up and... There may be some some areas where there's pain, right? It doesn't kill you. You can still get up. You can still recover. It's not guaranteed with a busy street and two-ton-plus vehicles, you know, barreling down on you. (laughs) You got it on the money. (laughs) That's exactly where I was taking that. So Mm. while it may look like God's path is an overgrown forest of the, the... biggest thorns you can imagine that could cause the most pain you're not paced on the concrete because you're crossing the street and then when you get to the other side it's this gorgeous clearing and it's a beautiful view and you're like wow god you created this and then you look back at that forest and you're like oh that wasn't that bad after all i felt like that when we did your backyard mr dean after we cleared it out, i was like oh it wasn't that bad at all sure i had some scratches on my arms and i itched a little bit but it, it could have been worse it wasn't that bad at all and the result i was pleased with it and i was pleased that you were pleased with it so well isn't it true too though that um back to choices we've talked about that on quite a few podcasts you have the choice to Pursue into that overgrown um, area um, and deal with the consequences of it, but you also have the choice to employ your mind to say, "Well, I can get a hold of some tools and clear the path." And what else happens? Does it not make it easier for those who come behind us? Now, even if we just walk through it, we've created a path and trampled some down. And so, the more people we take along with us, the journey becomes easier for everybody. Mm. And they get to enjoy the blessing at the end of it. I've never seen anybody use a shovel against an 18-wheeler and (laughs) survive. But you can use that to uproot plants. And you can use chainsaws on branches and cut them down and tree pruners. But it doesn't work on a car, I assure you. And I love that point there, Dean and and Layla. How just walk along the path and if we bring others with us right even if we don't have any tools any of the tools if if you say right we just walk along the path it still pushes down the high grass it allows and in so doing it exposes things that obstacles that we tripped up on so others can come in behind us and not don't have to make the same mistake they don't have to trip up in the same spot or in the same way on the same thing right so in, there is already an element or aspect of teaching and giving people the option to understand and to not make those same mistakes, right? Where 
So every generation or every or that's following us, if you will, has the opportunity to grow and to, um, I'll say, be more pure or, or less dirty, right? Because when we, when we trip up, when we fall and we eat dirt, <laughs> right, as a result, uh, we get dirty, right? And yes. they can come out more clean and from the get-go look more like Christ and not have to be concerned with, right? The Lord tells us to, to hate even the garments that were defiled, right? Yes. Just live out our lives and be pure and clean and holy before him. Right, we don't have to have all that, um, well, the dirt of the world. Right, and to you know, create a phrase, if you will, um, on us and have our garments stained. But if we do, we still have the Lord who will wash as white as snow when we repent and bring it before Him. So yes, Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Oh, I'll go. All right, promise. So first, the Lord brought me to verse 7, where it says, What shall I say then? Is the lost sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would have not... Wait, sorry. That's it. Okay. So the Lord is talking to me about how... Occasionally, people will think... Oh, well, sin's a bad thing, and but sin only came about because of, let's say, let's say theft, and you see a piece of gold. You're not going to say, oh, gold is such a bad thing. I can't ever look at gold, and people should be destroying gold everywhere. It's the thought process of saying, oh, I'm going to go steal that gold nugget over there. It's not necessarily that the goal is going, oh, come over here and that you can't resist it. it. And how it's forcing you over there, it's you tell yourself to go over there and the same with the sin. With sin. Well, so what you're saying, I'll say forces us, what you're sharing, forces us to examine ourselves, right? Every, and we already pointed this out. Everything the Lord created... He created everything, right, in the, in the six days. Everything he created, he said, was? Good. Good. He saw it and said it was good. Exactly. Or suitable for its purpose, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Its purpose. Not the purpose or plan that we assigned to it. The purpose and the plan that the Lord assigned and designed for it, whatever the object is, person, place, thing, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Could we add it's suitable for its purpose and time? Absolutely. I think, that, I think that's important to add because there are things that, uh, because of age, aren't appropriate yet. Absolutely. But will become appropriate. Yes. So it becomes wrong only in the timing of it then, not of it itself. Well, the timing, but really just comes down to the manner with which we understand it and appreciate it. Right. Yeah, and that's a, something because of what um, promise to share and where you're going. Just thought it was interesting as I was looking back at the interlinear, you know, because I'm doing okay. that while we're talking about it. Uh, epithumia is the uh, word mm-hmm. here used for covetousness. So, but it comes from epithumio, um, it's derivative, which a key part of that is um, 
and this may be obvious to us, but, you know, I think uh, we live in times where the power of words has been stolen because they've been used so much or even exalted when they should not be. But it is not just a desire for something. It is a desire for something forbidden. Or outside the manner with which the Lord had initially designed. Or timed it. Exactly. That's what made me for think about timing, be, to yes. bringing that into that. And timing is, a, when we, especially when we look at it in context or in the will of the Lord, right? Jesus was always about the perfect will. And inside the Lord's perfect will includes timing. That is an, an element, an aspect, right? That's why you see him say, well, the time is coming and now is the time, right? Or what he says to um, his mother um, at the wedding in Cana, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Woman, it's not my time yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's asking him for something. He's like, it's not my time yet, right? So he was yes. always, because of how he viewed and held his oneness with the Father, was always aware of the Lord's timing. All right. So, so back to what you were saying, Promise. There is the element of searching ourselves to make sure that, yes, we understand that everything the Lord created was, was good. It was suitable for its purpose. What then is the value or the purpose that we are placing on whatever that that is, right? Person, place, thing, and in the timing with which the Lord had, right? Are we holding it up? And is it in alignment with his perfect will? Or is it after our own fleshly desires? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Because many people follow the law, as it was written, as sort of a checklist. And Jesus even addressed this in his time, right? And he says, he's like, no, no, it's not that you didn't do the act. You didn't murder your brother. You didn't um, have... Um, sexual relations with that woman, right? Yes. And an improper relationship with that woman, right? Committed sexual immorality. That's That was what I was looking for. Thank you, Lord. Right? He yes. said it wasn't those things. It was if you already did this in your heart, right? If you yes. were already angered or angry with your brother in your heart, you'd already murdered him. If you looked on that woman... With lust, you had already committed adultery in your heart. Right? Yes. What the Lord created was good. It's suitable for its purpose. What is its purpose? As it aligns with the Lord's plan and purpose. And then also goes, as I'll say, it starts first with me, with us, with our own lives. Right? Individually. Yes. yes. Am I pursuing the things that I want to pursue? Or am I allowing the Lord to have say and dictate or command where I should go, what I should say, how I should say it, or do it in our lives, in my life? Right? Yes. yes. That's the pattern example set forth in Christ. And then there, yes, brother, I love this, the timing aspect. That's key. Or you see that, especially with Lazarus. You got to come right now, right now. He's, he's sick. And it says Jesus stayed there a full two days. Yeah, even, After, no, even knowing he was going to cause pain to Lazarus' sisters and he, all the other grievers. Yes. He knew those things. But what? 
knowing his pattern and example, right? He prayed. It doesn't state that specifically, but that's what he did. He always went to the Father, he, right? He regarded his oneness with him. He never let that leave. Well, he never stopped praying. Exactly. He was always in communion I, with yeah, the Father. I think he formally prayed to help display to those around him the understanding of it, but that true prayer is, is never ending. It's not a time or place or... But he only said what he said, or said what the Father said, excuse me. He only said what the Father said. He only did what the Father did as the Father commanded him. Same with Moses and same with the Holy Spirit, right? Don't worry about what you're going to say. Even in that moment, even in the hour, when you're brought before kings and all these other things, the Holy Spirit will give you utterance as what to say. Yes? Yes. That's how Jesus lived his entire life. And as, that's what, how we should be living our lives. Because he also gives them the when to do it. He gives us the when to do it. If we will listen. If we will be obedient. If we don't know, let's ask, right? Yes. yes. Isn't that what we instruct you as our, our children, right? Yes. If you want to know something, ask. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, how much more so with our Heavenly Father? A lot more. Absolutely. Infinitely more. Infinitely and eternally more. Just ask Him. But we have to be okay with that. We can't snatch it for ourselves. But it just goes back to reconciling all things to the Father. Starts with ourselves, bringing all things into alignment with Him and His perfect will for our lives. He gave us the law, the Ten Commandments, the the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. He gave us that. It was good. It had everything that we needed. But then Christ came along, and demonstrated as a pattern example, how to live that out. How it was meant and, in, and how he was instructing us from the beginning to live that out in our lives. And I bring that up because we always talk about how, how does it apply to our lives? Well, that's what Jesus demonstrated to each and every one of us. It wasn't a, a bunch of checks in the boxes. Well, I did these things today. I didn't do these things today because I'm not supposed to. No. It was, what's the Lord saying? What's the Father saying to me? Those are the things I have to do. And that's the pattern and example for all of us. For every one of us. So there's a lot in there. And, and we're going to pause there for today. And um, if anyone has questions on anything we've discussed and or they just want to reach out and connect with us and or share, you know, whatever, a praise, your, praise report, a prayer request, or just want to connect with us, don't hesitate. You can reach out. Reach out. Contact us at adayofprayer@yahoo.com or through our website at adayofprayer.org. And love to hear from you. I'd love to to share in your victories and and just get to know you and and pray 
for you. Specifically on, on what you need. And, and with that, I also mean we're going to pray in the manner that the Lord directs us. Because whatever he says, that's good. And he knows what you need and how to minister your needs. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you that you're a good God to us each and every day, Lord, and that you do not change and that you're consistent in how you act, Lord. But I also just thank you for giving us the plan, Lord, and that you give us the ability to be flexible and to listen to you in the moment, Lord, and having, instead of having to come at one dedicated time, Lord, to talk to you, Lord, but that we can, can meet, continue to communicate throughout the day, Lord, and talk to you as we would a person, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for giving us everything that we need, Lord, so that way we can accomplish your will, Lord, and everything that we desire in our hearts is okay with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.